From sheisconference.org and Summit Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania, you're listening to the She Is Community Podcast. Well, hello, ladies. I just want to welcome you to the She Is Community Podcast this week. I have the great privilege of introducing you to my beautiful friend, Miriam Fleming, and she comes to us from Church Alive in New Jersey, much different than Indiana, PA. (laughs) (laughs) I believe Um, <laughs> uh, Miriam is going to be with us for She Is One Night coming up on March 25th. And so I just wanted you to get to hear her heart a little bit before she is with us, um, just so that you can really know that you need to be here for that night, that God is going to do something incredible. Uh, but I met Miriam in 2019. That That's sounds like the world like- shut down. <laughs> It sounds like forever ago because of that. <laughs> um, and we met at our mutual friend, uh, Michelle Mass-Settler's uh, women's conference. We were both asked to come speak and share. And Miriam and I just became fast friends and um, so grateful, so grateful to have her in my life. And uh, she was, because we did our She Is Conference online in 2020, She Is Uncommon, um, I was able to add a bunch of speakers. So Miriam was one of those speakers I added and got so much feedback from your message, Miriam, that you really, like your message really spoke to women right where they are at. So it was a no brainer for me to invite you to this. She is one night coming up and I just cannot wait uh, for you to be with us. Oh, same over here. I am so excited and already praying for it. I just know that there is going to be a move already. I already love seeing what you guys have been doing and you have been a gift. I think I showed you my little post-it on my billboard last year where I just felt like God said, I am giving you Kim as a gift. And let me tell you, just a few times that I've reached out to you and spoken to you, you have just been so spot on on a word from the Lord for my life. And so I love you and I love what you're building over there. And I'm so grateful you asked me to be a part of it. And I just pray and just know that God is going to do something significant. So thank you for having us. Oh, you're so welcome. I would love for women just to get to know a little bit about you. So just tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from, all of those things. All right. Well, I'm a Jersey girl. Okay. (laughs) Born and raised in New Jersey, but Portuguese. So I have Portuguese parents who came to America about 55 years ago. Um, So yes. So I am a Portuguese Jersey girl. I am 21 years old, but unfortunately there's something about my birth certificate (laughs) that says I was born in 1981. So for some reason, trying to tell me I'm 40, um, but I still feel like I'm 21. So I got to figure that out, see what's going on. Not there, <laughs> but I'm 40 and I'm loving it. Actually, I was a little nervous, like, oh, but actually it's been incredible. Even in my thirties, um, it's just incredible as you enter into a new decade. I don't know. There's yeah. something about the confidence. There's something about being so confident in your own skin, not because of yourself, but because of God and the identity we have in him. So, um, so yeah. yeah, that's a little bit about my background. I love it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Are your parents pastors? They are. Yes. They're pastors. Okay. Yep. In a Portuguese church, maybe like 15 minutes, not even down the road from us. And they planted, oh my goodness, now like 40 years ago or so. 
And so, yeah, they've been a huge blessing in our world. Actually, the main reason why we planted Church Alive in New Jersey was because my dad was like, why don't you guys pray about starting a church here in America? Because we were living in Australia when we first got married. And I was like, Lord, yeah. Father, that is not of the Lord. <laughs> I'm like, that is not of God. <laughs> and my husband being the more spiritual one out of the two of us that came to, you know, came to coming back to America, he's like, we should at least pray about it and fast. And, and so after we did that, uh, you know, it was a no brainer. He was calling us back here to New Jersey. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. So you give hope for all of the pastors out there with your former PK and, yes. um, and you still love the church and love Jesus. Have you always loved the church? Well, I always have loved the body of Christ. The church takes sometimes, you know, the people and the gossip and the slander and all the stuff that, you know, the flesh gets in the way. That's why we need the church to keep talking to us about our flesh. Um, But uh, I will tell you this. um, At a very young age, I knew I was called to ministry. I knew I was called to be in the ministry. But I said to the Lord, Father, I will do whatever you want me. I will go anywhere you want me to go, except I will not do pastoral ministry. (laughs) I will be an evangelist. I'll be a missionary. I will go to the ends of the world for you. Don't call me into pastoral ministry. Well, here I am over a decade later as a pastor (laughs) with my husband, and I wouldn't trade it at all. I love our church. I love the people in our church. Yes, there's challenges, but man, if he calls you to it, he will grace you for it. He will bring people like Kim around you to encourage you and to push you and to give you hard words sometimes. (laughs) Um, But man, the body of Christ is beautiful and it does need women and men of God rise up and tell the truth and tell it with boldness and grace, but not running from it. So I'm thankful for my parents. I saw a lot of pain, but I saw a lot of beauty. I love what Ed Young Jr. says. He says, ministry is brutal. It's brutal. And brutal <laughs> so, so I keep so that in true. the back of my mind when I go through different things in ministry, but it's so rewarding to be honest, to see the life change and the miracles yeah. right before your eyes. So it's been pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. It is brutal. I yes. like that. <laughs> so much truth on that. So tell me about your family. You have kids, you're married. Yeah. yeah. So I met my amazing godly husband um, about 21 years ago. See, I knew 21 was there somewhere, yes, <laughs> but I met yes. him 21 years ago at Liberty University in Virginia. He came on a tennis scholarship and um, started dating a couple of years later after that. Quite a story. I'll tell you that another time. Uh, we've been <laughs> married for almost 18 years have three incredible kids, Ben, who's 13. He is a stud, loves the Lord, worship leader, got baptized in the Holy Spirit at seven, which is incredible. Yes. I believe that for my kids, um, just bring them to sleep, just laying hands, Lord, that they would encounter you, encounter the gifts of the spirit at a young age. So that when they have those unique experiences, when they're older, they won't depart, you know? And so, um, pretty incredible to see him experience the Holy Spirit the way he did. That's an amazing story that I'll tell you another time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have Rachel, who is my compassionate, sweet beauty. Uh, She is 10. And then I have our little clown, Hope, who is six years old. And she is such a delight and such a joy and such a clown to our family. 
uh, we love to skydive together as a family. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. No, just joking. We just like to cuddle on the couch and watch a movie. <laughs> and our other pastime is karate, uh, lacrosse, or soccer. I'm like their driver. Um, but you no, know, I thought it would be fun to you know live vicariously through these amazing families that do crazy things like that. But that is not us. <laughs> so. I believed you for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I would love to be bold enough to do something like that. But yeah, no, I would be too much like, all right, I have to bubble wrap my kids. And, um, but yeah, that's a little bit about my family. I just adore them. <laughs> and I'm such a fun season with them right now too. Yeah. Well, so, um, I love watching you on your Instagram because you post a lot on your Insta story and you'll give little glimpses into your home. And I can yeah. tell you love to host people there you always have people over it looks like from Instagram yes. but um one thing I love about you is that you look like you're you have a lot of fun like you are usually <laughs> dancing or singing <laughs> in your videos and uh you know I can't tell if your kids um love it or if they, they love right. it although they give me a okay. look like mom you're embarrassing us but deep uh -huh. inside they love it they're like my mom's the coolest you know yeah and uh, you really are yeah uh, it's fun to watch you but <laughs> i can just see your heart you know for hospitality and those things uh through your insta story it's beautiful uh, we love so people. so tell me about church alive tell me about um I know you said you fast and prayed, your dad spoke a word and, and uh, you guys decided it, but how did, you were in Australia. Yes, we so were at Hillsong. Yeah, you were in Australia. So tell us about your journey um, from there to planning the church. Yeah, so after I got my bachelor's at Liberty, um, even before, like midway through my bachelor's, I felt the Lord say, I want you to continue and do ministry school after. And so I felt him leading me to Hillsong. This is even before I was dating Anthony, who happened to be Australian. Okay. And so that all kind of lined up, but we were dating before I went to Australia, um, got married while we were there. And to be quite honest with you, Kim, I expected to just stay there. I was happy building um, there at Hillsong, happy to serve another person's vision. So I believe in that vision, right? The kingdom and, and advancing it together. And so I actually brought everything that would make me build a home in Australia with me. I had my photo albums, I had everything. And I was pretty convinced. I'm like, yep, this is where I'm staying. I'm coming comfortable here. This is amazing. And yeah, I'm not going to be a pastor. So yep, this is great. And then my dad's like, Hey, pray about it. I'm like, dad. <laughs> and so sure enough, uh, we moved and we started just having small groups in, uh, well, one small group, there was six of us, um, three couples, well, two couples from my dad's church who didn't speak uh, Portuguese. They were going there and getting translation. Okay. And so we just started discipling them in my parents' basement. And we were doing that for quite a while. Then we started having services. And then a few years after that, we planted an extension of my dad's church, the Good Shepherd Church. But then just okay. over 10 years ago, we became Church Alive. And so okay. um, it's been incredible. I love the people of this house. I say all the time, I do not know how we've been so blessed and favored with the team that we have and the people that we have. So it's been, it's not been an easy ride at all. You know, the beginning, yeah. it was like, man, I just felt like 
I kept looking around at different ministries like, Lord, why are they taking off? And I'll never forget, we went to a conference um, in Texas, actually at Young Juniors, uh, the Creative Church Conference. And I was so encouraged, but so discouraged in the same sentence, because I was like, Lord, here we are in this mega church, right? And they have all this, and they have this production, and they have this amount of staff, and we have nothing. There's 30 people in our church. And, And I remember I was just like going into that victim mentality, like, woe is me. And you know, it's not fair. And I mean, I can't believe I even allowed my mind to go there, but it's so easy for that to happen. And on the way home, I was on the plane and I was having that pity moment with the Lord. And he kind of, the way I love, he speaks to me, kind of slaps me in the face a little bit. And he's like, Hey, until you're thankful for the people that are building with you, I'm not going to build you. And I was like, um, but you know, (laughs) And so then I remember on that plane, grabbing my journal and start writing out the different people that were in our church and what they were carrying and the sacrifices they were making. And, and I was like, all right, sure. We don't have staff yet, but Lord, I thank you for the people who are helping us set up and tear down. I thank you for the people who are getting up early with us and praying. And, and that, even though still from that moment, it took such a long time for us to see the church grow. What I do love about our story is when it did start really growing, which is over the last two, three years, we didn't really do anything different. And I love that because we cannot pat ourselves on the back for anything we did ourselves. We just continued, yeah. we just continued being faithful. We continued, yeah. we continued praying. We continued loving. And at the right time, he built the church. At the right yeah. time, he did the growing. Stewards of who was coming through those doors. And so when people ask us, like, how the heck did you guys grow so quick during this period? I'm like, it wasn't so quick. And it's been years of us planting and sowing and, 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 and just praying and being faithful with the little and in the right time. And I'm thankful because if he would have given it to us sooner, I think it would have crushed us. And so his mm-hmm. timing is perfect. That is not just a cliche. It is perfect. And we've been so blessed by the wisdom of God's timing in our life. That is so good. Um, he built it. Yes. And I think built. that that is so key. Um, yeah. You were faithful in the little. Yes. And now God's entrusting more to you. And, yeah. um, and what a powerful moment for you to go back and just list out those people and thank God for yes. them. And that's incredible. And we still because have I, to do that now too. You know, even yeah. as it's grown and still being thankful for those that are building with you. Yeah. I do think it's so easy from the outside looking in from someone who doesn't know the journey that you've been on. That, you know, they may come into your church now and and be like, wow, you know, and have that moment of, I want this, you know, but they don't see the sacrifice that you and Anthony have paid and and the years of not growing and and um, you know, I think that's just the danger that we can yeah. be in. Um, especially, you know, I work so much with young adults and, uh, and they so much want to be world changers. And, and I praise God for their spirit of just yeah. wanting to make a difference in this world. But there's, um, there's this desire to, to, to have a platform to have, you know, a big influence and, um, and I think what I tell them so often is you don't know the cost that's yes. required yeah. to carry that, you know, I, um, I've told some of our young adults similar, obviously, you know, like they just, the platform looks attractive, right? The lights look attractive. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
there are certain seasons where God's greatest gift to us is being hidden in him. It is yeah. his grace for us that we haven't been put on a platform too soon, or we haven't been given that promotion. And, and for some people, it looks like a promotion, but with that promotion comes more responsibility, comes a greater yeah. cost, comes a greater stewardship. Yeah. And I've told some of our people who are like, why was he promoted? Or why was he given that position? And I was like, hey, God's greatest provision for us sometimes is being hidden in him. And that yeah. to me, and I, I'm, one, I'm a person I was telling okay. you earlier, I sometimes like to run from those opportunities because I just know the responsibility and I know yeah. the weight. And even though it is a, an incredible privilege uh, to serve God in whatever capacity, there is a cost, as you said. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting what God's doing. I'm, I can't wait to see what he continues to do because you guys Amen. are you just your team just put out a song right or, or recorded That's a song actually this weekend it's going on all platforms so <gasps> this weekend is the official so release exciting. Yes. so exciting what's the yes. name What's it's called holding it? on to you and my okay. spiritual son who that's a crazy story which i'll have to tell you another time i mean god literally asked me to carry this young man he came into our world as a teenager um, very broken from his past i mean if i were to share his testimony no one would believe who he's become today he's our worship pastor mm -hmm. now but he literally is like our flesh and blood he is part of our family, um, has lived with us on and off at different times. Um, and just to see, you know, he's a married man now. He is writing music and never picked up an instrument in his life until he started coming here and got saved. Um, never always thought he would maybe drive trucks or, you know, didn't really see a future for himself. But it's amazing when you plant yourself in the house of God, he can do anything beyond your wildest imagination. And this young man planted himself and was faithful, was a part of everything we provided, like college, you know, you name it. He's like, I'm hungry for the Lord. And now yeah. looking at where he is going and what God is doing. I, I honestly, I have to hold back tears every time that something new is coming up in his world because he is a testament of a miracle. When we talk about miracles, we think cancer, or we think, you know, diabetes or whatever it is. Um, when I think of miracles, I think of people's transformation and their stories. Yeah. And yeah. I just have front row seats at that transformation for me. It's the most humbling part of being a pastor. And so yeah. we are so proud of him and the whole team uh, for this release. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, well, everyone, will, well, I'll have to download it. I can't wait to hear it. Yes. And yeah. I think knowing of, you know, who that's been birthed out of is so beautiful. Yeah. That's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I, I love, I've gotten the privilege of meeting some of your, your team, your women and, um, you know, and just how much you've invested as a spiritual mom to so many. And uh, there have been difficult seasons and it hasn't always been pretty, but the fact that you're getting to see some fruit in yes. those lives is a beautiful thing. And I agree the great, uh, say it a lot, but the greatest miracle of all, of all is that Jesus saved our souls and that yes. he transforms our lives. And yeah. so when we get to the place of, man, he hasn't healed my body or he hasn't done this or he hasn't done that, he did what no one else could do. Yeah. He saved us. He paid yeah. the sacrifice for us. And then to get to be on the front seat of seeing life transformation happen is why we do what we do, right? Yes. It's why we do it. <laughs> yes, I don't. So true. Yeah. If I ever do this for any other reason, 
you know, like you have permission to call me out because I, <laughs> that's not like, that's what we're, we're yeah. here for. Right. Yeah. So that's so beautiful. So uh, the next question I have for you is, and I kind of have already heard it a little bit through just you talking, but what makes you come alive? Like what makes you do what you do every day? I'll be honest. Um, you know, was it 11 years? It'll be 11 years in July. So it's been 10 and a half years. Um, I was already pastoring my daughter. My middle child was only six weeks old and we lost, um, my nephew. He was 18 years old to a drug overdose. And, um, I still get, yeah, it still bothers. It still like comes up every, every so often. And, uh, I'll never forget just weeks before he passed away. We had a pastor, a guest speaker come into town and I wasn't actually supposed to be in service. I was in the back kind of hiding because that my daughter was just weeks old and my husband's like, Oh, just take a few weeks off church, you know, rest. And I'm a little bit of a rebel. So I was like, all right, yeah, sure. And then I just go <laughs> and I sneak in in the back and I just hate missing church, you know? And so, and the pastor saw me and no one knew I was there. My husband had no clue. I had snuck in and sat all the way in the back. And the pastor saw me while he was preaching and he gave me a prophetic word. And he said, you're called to be a spiritual mother, a spiritual parent for many young people. And I, at that time, so this was like 10 years ago, I would have been 30, not even 30. And I was so confused by that because I hadn't really heard much about that. You know, it wasn't something I ever really saw. And it was something I never really read a book on it, never really knew anything about it. So when he said that, it was very confusing for me. Our church was still, you know, maybe at that point we were about a hundred or so, maybe a little bit more. And I just was like, okay, uh, fast forward a few weeks. Um, and then my nephew passed away and I was angry. I couldn't understand how I had, you know, a, a good group of young people in my church and how come I couldn't reach my nephew. And mm -hmm. I just didn't understand rightfully so, right. When we go through grief, like we just sometimes don't understand why and, and how come it had to end that way, especially for an 18 year old kid who did not know the Lord or was not serving the Lord. That was really hard for me to swallow. And I'll never forget mm -hmm. a few days after he passed away, I was in the shower and I was just, you know, not okay. <laughs> And I said, Lord, what is up? And he said, do not waste his story. And I was wow. like, well, what does that mean? And immediately he just gave me just a vision for our youth and a vision that I was going to, you know, and it's not normal. It's not that it's not normal, but you don't see a lot of pastors' wives leading the youth ministry. And yeah. for some reason, I felt like I needed to rise up and start this youth ministry, because at that time we didn't. And it started off in our living room. And most of the kids that you see, well, they're not kids anymore, but most of the people you see on staff now who are pastors, they were birthed out of my living room and us discipling Aww. them. And, and those are the kids that you'll see, or the adults now married, half of them. <laughs> that you'll see in my videos, um, they're my kids. And God called me to, most of them do not have parents who serve the Lord. They're all first-generation Christians. Uh, some of them would show up at my house at 3 a.m. on our hammock outside because they got kicked out of the house. Others would um, be kicked out for weeks at a time and they would live at our home. And, and that was the season. And I'll tell you something funny, Kim. I'll never forget it. At that time, we had some amazing people in our church who love <laughs> to offer their opinions as to what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, sure. 
And so they're like, you're the pastor's wife. You're supposed to be leading a women's ministry. Blah, 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 blah. When are you doing the women's ministry? And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to continue with this youth ministry as long as the Lord says so. And, and I just would be like so irritated with them on that. But I was like, when the Holy Spirit says it's time, but right now my time is raising up these kids. And yeah. it was the most precious time for me because I knew we would see a harvest in time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love to say every single one of those kids are now still serving the Lord, but the majority of them are, and the majority of them are carrying such a beautiful load in the house of God and pastoring. And, and so I come alive, honestly, when I get to disciple, I love discipleship. Um, yeah. I love people being set free. We live in an area in America where our church is very diverse, very multicultural. Yeah. And yeah. so we have a lot of people who grew up dabbling in different things and the occult and stuff like that. So we've dealt with a lot of deliverance in our church. And so mm -hmm. for me, what makes me come alive is seeing people set free, set yes. free from bondage, set free from uh, wrong thinking, from all these different things that the enemy loves to keep people stuck in. Mm -hmm. And so that is what like, that is what sets me on fire is just, yeah. Yes, seeing people walk in one way and walking out completely different. So I love that. I love that so much. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because I've heard you share about your nephew before and I know that's such a tender spot, but um, wow, the things that God birthed out of you from that is, is absolutely beautiful. So yeah. I, um, I am so excited about I'm not going to give it away what you're going to share for she is tonight, <laughs> but, um, I just want to ask you why, what would you say to women who are on the fence about coming? Here's what I was telling Kim earlier. And actually we got to talk yesterday a little bit because I always want to ask permission. Um, when I feel like God is giving me a direction that might be a little bit different. Um, but as I started praying for She is Free, which I started praying about it already about a week and a half ago, um, mm -hmm. I felt like the Lord really shift my heart and that I needed to bring a word that maybe is not a popular word, but I do believe it is a word that will bring freedom to many. Um, like I mentioned before, my passion is to see people be free. And a lot of times uh, freedom, again, it came at a very expensive price. And so um, I'm just believing for everyone, whether you're a new Christian, a non-Christian, or you've been a mature Christian for a long time, I do truly believe that there is a word in season for all of us. And I say us, including myself. Um, mm -hmm. I really, I really am believing just because of the weight I'm already feeling in my spirit. Um, today, I actually got to spend some time praying and, and preparing as well for she is. And I already was just feeling the weight of what I already feel when I pray for my girls. It's almost like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm sharing in my church because of the love and the weight and the passion I'm already feeling in my spirit. And so mm -hmm. I really do believe there's going to be a move of God. I do believe that God is going to be setting some women free. So do come expecting, do come mm -hmm. believing um, for chains to be broken, for freedom to just come and just run rampant among us. <laughs> and so um, yeah, I'm just believing really big um, for the power of God uh, to just be yes. manifest in our presence in, in our gathering next week. Yeah. I am so, I have a holy expectation yes, for what God is going to do. Um, 
you know, these have been a tough few years, just yes. um, moments where you feel like you're just trudging through the mud and not making any headway. But in 2015, we had an event where um, Natalie Grant and Charlotte Gamble came and um, they came and did their Dare to Be event at our church. And um, I can look back at that January of 2015 and God used Charlotte Gamble to break something. There was a yoke that was broken off of our, not just off of Summit, but off of the women in our city. Um, and I can go back to that moment and say, that is the moment where something broke and, um, and we were, we saw this just massive move forward. And I very much feel in my heart and in my spirit that this March 25th is going to be one of those moments, um, that it's going to be one of those moments, just a catalytic moment that God is going to use to shift and move and not just again for summit women, but for all the churches that are coming and attending for women who don't know Jesus and for our, for our cities, for our Indiana's and Blairsville is also hosting a watch site that I believe that God is going to do um, what only he can do. And yeah. I just feel very strongly that yeah. people need to be here yes, to be here. And so, and we're I'm praying excited. for that. That's what I'm believing for. You know, I was, I was telling pastor Kim just moments before, like, you know, leaving our family for a weekend is not always easy. And so when mm-hmm. I do that, I want to make sure that we're doing exactly what the Holy spirit is asking us to do. And, and even though it may not be an easy word to bring, I do believe when we allow the Holy Spirit's agenda to take over, um, man, there is a ripple effect for generations. And so we just yeah. saw that happening in our women's ministry last week, where I felt like he he put on my heart a very challenging word. And I tell you, and I might share this with the ladies next week, what we saw people bringing to the altar was unbelievable. And I just yeah. want to believe for the same, if not even more, I want to believe not for the same, actually for even more, something new, right? Something yes. fresh, even more yes. um, as we bring this word um, to she is. I can't believe I get to be a part of it with you guys. I really am honored. I don't take it for granted. And I will be praying with you all for the power of God to just come. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we want to just wrap this up today. And what is something fun that you get to do today? Anything fun you have looking forward to? Let's see. I get to take my daughter to karate and then my son to lacrosse and then my daughter to gymnastics. (laughs) That is, that is the life. That is the life right there. Yes. And hopefully somewhere in there, I can have some chocolate and then I'll be. There you go. I love it. Well, Miriam, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, yeah, ladies sign up for She Is One Night, March 25th. Get your tickets at sheisonenight.com. But we love you guys. We will see you soon. See ya. Bye. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like that's an episode that I'm going to go back to listen to again. What an incredible conversation that Kim got to have with Pastor Miriam. It was so amazing just to hear her heart and her ministry and what makes her come alive 
and how she seeks the Lord in everything that she does. She has such a powerful way of speaking, and I really can't wait for you guys to hear her at She Is One Night. So ladies, be sure to get your tickets. Any information you might need to know, it's at sheisonenight.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.